0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will and I'm your host. It is Monday, July the 5th. thought I was back from vacation tomorrow. It turns out we we're actually... Uh, traveling all around in time to record a top 10 kickers and punters episode with, of course, the one, the only John Breach. Breach, you have another episode in the feed today. It's it's Breach Day. Happy Breach Day to you, buddy.
0: Well, what happened is that Brinson heard that I took over as podcast host on July 5th, and I want to do all special teams. So he rushed back from vacation and demanded to be a part of the ranking, the top kickers and punters, which we're doing right now. But earlier today, I got to talk to Lee Johnson. If you don't know who he is, he's an 18-year NFL veteran who used to punt for the Bengals, the Oilers, the Browns, and the New England Patriots and it was a fun fascinating conversation that we had he was in his hotel room in Greece Uh, you might not know Lee's name but he has played a big part in NFL history Uh, he's the reason Tom Brady wears number 12 if you want to find out why you'll have to listen to the podcast He is also uh, part of the reason why Bill Belichick loves left-footed punters he was Belichick's first left-footed punter and then Belichick stuck with the left-footed punter for 19 seasons uh, before Jake Bailey became the starter so it was a fun talk. He rehashed all his days with New England and definitely listen. All
1: right, uh, let's dive into it. This is going to be a break free pod. It was going to be short. Top 10 punters and kickers. Coach rankings coming up tomorrow. Top we talk all 32 NFL coaches with Cody Benjamin, myself, and Breach. Or maybe we'll do a break. I was lying about that. Uh, anywho, let's start with the top 10 kickers. Do you why don't should I just read all these 10 and we talk about them? You don't want to do what Do we want to do one by one?
0: What do you think? No, no, let's we can read all the 10 and then we'll kind of hit the uh oh. you go ahead. And read you want me to read all ten? You want to read all 10 read oh, yeah. all ten.
1: That way I can contribute in some way to this podcast. Uh <laughs> Daniel Carlson of the Raiders, ninth, young ho koo of the Falcons, eight Will Lutz of the Saints, seven, Jason Sa- Sanders of the Dolphins, recent extension, six, Jason Myers of the Seahawks, five, Macy Crosby of the Packers four, Josh Lambeau, the Jaguars, three, Chris Boswell, the Steelers, two, Harrison, butt kicker, butt curve, the Chiefs, and number one, duh, Justin Tucker of the Ravens. A lot of these, it's almost – feels like one and two is always easy.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you know, it does. And the crazy thing is some people thought that maybe this is the year Justin Tucker wouldn't be uh, in first. And, and, you know, we share these rankings on Instagram, and I didn't know that the kicker rankings were so popular on Instagram. You know, it doesn't get quite the clicks as a quarterback or – or coaches rankings, but man, people leave their opinions. There was like 700 comments. I kind of kind of read through them. If you left a comment on Instagram, I probably saw it because there was uh, some serious divisiveness. And I think one thing that people wanted to know was Jason Myers from the Seahawks. He hit a hundred percent of his kicks this year. That is 24 of 24. And the reason that is kind of crazy. And the reason why people want to know why he wasn't number one is because he was only the third kicker in NFL history who attempted 20 or more field goals and made them all. And so also these weren't easy field goals. He was the only kicker in the NFL last season who had a field goal of 60 yards or longer, so we're talking about, there's only one 61 yard field goal, Brince. Remember the rules we were talking about how a 60 yeah. yarder should be worth five points. That's why it's only one kick the whole season. And, and so the reason Jason Myers is not and number so you're one awarded
1: him with a number six spot.
0: I did exactly makes so, 100% of his kicks. And he's six overall. How do you get up to the top spot? If you are, and like, you know, we've talked about these rankings all the time. This is not based on the 2020 season that plays a big part in it, but we are talking about the track record. We're talking about clutch kicks. We're talking about what's your extra point percentage, you know, back in 2014, every kicker was 99.9% 90 or hundred percent. And now you have kickers that struggle to make extra points because they're not easy. Uh, Jason Myers is one of them. He was 92.5% on his PATs, which isn't ideal. You know, the Seahawks, that's one of the reasons you always, you look at a final score of a Seahawks game. It's always something crazy, like 32 to, to 20 or 20 is not even crazy, but 37, 32, something like that. It's because right. someone misses an extra point or there's a two point conversion uh, or a safety. There's just always wackiness happen. Uh So that is why Myers with six struggle a little bit, an extra point and doesn't have a, you know, a career long track record. Tucker, Justin Tucker and Harrison Butker both have that long track record of just being clutch kickers. You know, one field goal I know you remember watching, Brinson, was the Browns-Ravens game, that crazy Monday night game. Uh, You know, it just went back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, and that was in week 14, the Ravens send Justin Tucker as 42 to 42. And the Ravens send Justin Tucker out for a 50-yard, 50 55-yard field goal in Cleveland in December. Uh, there is probably three kickers who can hit that under those conditions. But as soon as Justin Tucker went out there, everybody knew it was over. He wasn't going to miss that kick. Uh, and so he crushed it. Um, the rest of the list, I would say, you know, there's a couple names. Young Wait, The list is
1: sort of designed like who do you want to be your kicker?
0: Yes, just a, a kicker draft. If you had to pick a kicker for your team, uh, in a game tomorrow, who do you want? And I would think that if you talk to NFL general managers, I would I would think that 80 or 90% of them would take Justin Tucker.
1: Yeah. And the other thing too, you know, you have Chris Boswell at third. And I think a lot of people would say, I mean, he, is he really that good? He's made 94% of his kicks the last two years and he's doing it in Pittsburgh too, which is kind of crazy. And he, sometimes with kickers, you just have this aberration except kicking is partial luck and, and, you know, distance hold. It's, it's, it's not entirely, even though it's on your own foot, it's not entirely, you know, you're in your control. And so I, I think for Tucker that 2000, I mean, for Boswell that 2018 season looks like an aberration and he's just been a guy who's made 88% of his kicks kicking for the Steelers in one of the hardest places to kick uh, over the course of six years.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I also took that into account. You know, if your percentage is slightly lower, but you're kicking in a tougher environment you know, any Northern city, Chicago, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, those cities are not easy to kick in, especially if they have natural grass. I mean, we always see the chunks flying up at Hines field uh, versus, you know, if you're kicking indoors, that's obviously the most ideal conditions. If you're kicking in Miami, you have warm weather year round. So you have to kind of figure out how to weigh those discrepancies. And like you said, Boswell's a really good example. Steelers Fans wanted him cut after the 2018 season. He had the lowest field goal percentage yeah. in the NFL that year. I think it was like 65%. Then he bounced back, and he's been top five in field goal percentage each of the past two seasons. So that year kind of ended up being an anomaly, and that's what you see with kickers. Uh, you see that you know mentally they might collapse. They might have one bad season, and the team might hang on, and, and then they can rebound like Boswell did, or they can never play again like a guy like Blair Walsh. Um, The only other thing I will say right here is that unless you want to ask a specific question, um, how is Will Will Lutz so low? Will Lutz. uh, You know, what's funny is that Will Lutz struggled last year and he's kind of in the Chris Boswell situation this year where he was in my top four last year. He dropped to eight. And, you know, if he struggles again in 2021, he's off the list, but if he bounces back, then you can move him up higher. Um, and, And, you know, I think, that is one guy kind of similar to Chris Boswell. Graham Gano was actually one I got a lot of comments about, and that is one snub. If I could do it over, I would probably put Daniel Carlson in the honorable mention. You've moved Youngway Q to 10, move Lutz to 9, and put Gano at 8. So all you Graham Gano fans, I heard you. Uh, the reason he – I have – I keep – all my kicking statistics and gano was injured for part of i think the 2019 season so he got a little bit he
1: didn't play at all in 2019
0: yeah he didn't play at all in 2019 and so i you know i kind of keep the numbers it's like it's like a rolling a rolling right right exactly so that kind of threw it off and so gano should absolutely be in the top 10 that is one snub i actually felt bad about um but that was it there is you know i got a couple texts and tweets about ryan suck up uh, but suck up struggled with extra points over the past few years, even though he's literally you the best a couple of
1: text and tweets or just like tweets text? and,
0: and, and oh, DMS and yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I was like, who's texting you? Where's Suckup?
1: Maybe (laughs) my dad. How'd
0: you leave Suckup Suckup off the list? But Suckup literally is one of the best postseason kickers in NFL history. He's never missed a field goal in the postseason, which is unheard of because high pressure. pressure yeah. Exactly. Kickers are always missing, uh, but he struggled with extra points, and he struggles from mid-range, like 43 yards and longer. Um, So that is why Suckup didn't crack the top 10, even though if I was ranking these guys based on just their – uh, ability to make field goals in the playoffs. He probably is top five. So. All right. not top uh,
1: five. All right, that's the kickers. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, reaches top 10 punters. Do the punters get as much heat as the kickers?
0: You know, what's funny is last year, uh, Johnny Hecker, you know, we had our, our social team tweeting out the rankings and Johnny Hecker responded on Twitter. And I don't think he was a fan of the rankings, but he didn't say which part he thought uh, was overranked or what he thought was wrong. So, I'd actually be interested in hearing a punter's opinion. Uh, Thomas Moore said was number one last year, not on the list this year because he's not on a team. And I didn't rank anyone who wasn't on a team. Um, cause you know, if you're not on a team, I
1: didn't Thomas More said follow you on Twitter because of this he,
0: well, he didn't. So, he probably thought, Hey, this guy knows what he's talking about because he got me at number one. <laughs> and, and so, you know, punters see these lists because you know, there's not a lot of kicker and punter rankings out there. Um, So some like them, some don't. That's that's how it goes. That's how life goes, Brinson. That is Yeah,
1: some sometimes people like stuff. Sometimes people don't like stuff.
0: (laughs) Uh, Looking at the
1: punters. Number 10, Sam Koch of the Ravens. Number nine, Mitch Wisnowski of the 49ers. Eight, Jack Fox and the Lions. Seven, Corey Bajorquez of the Rams. Six, wait, the Rams have two guys on here?
0: Names do have two. That's going to be a fun twist. We'll talk
1: about in a second. Six, Brett Kern, Titans, five, Johnny Hecker of the Rams, four, Logan Cook of the Jaguars. Jaguars special teams looking pretty good. Three, Jake Bailey of the Patriots, two, Tress Wave of Washington football team, and number one, Michael Dixon of the Seahawks. Uh, who is the toughest
0: guy to leave off this list? Uh, there is a. Co- I would have liked Morstead to sign so I could get him on a hate having, not having a guy who was number one last year. But again, you're know, like, if he doesn't end up signing with anyone, and he's not playing, you know, you can't have a top 10 punter who's not actually in the NFL. Um, but there wasn't really, there's was a couple guys down like in the 8, 9, 10 area that I probably, you know, you could make an argue, argument for whether that is uh, Kevin Huber with the Bengals is one. I think he was number 10 last year. Uh, Brian Anger, the Texans got rid of him. I think he was on the list last year and he signed with the Cowboys. So there are two or three. I actually thought this list was a little bit easier because I felt like the top 10 punters are uh, there's probably only 12 guys that I would have been so about to really
1: narrow it down. All right, well, talk right. to me about the Rams and the two punters here. How do I not realize that?
0: So this is a crazy situation because has was one of the best punters in the NFL last year. Um He ended up, he averaged 50.8 yards per punt. And I'm like, that's not, you know, like punting. There's net punting average. There's hang time. He averaged the most
1: yards per punt of anybody in the NFL.
0: Right, right. That's just really simplifying it. Uh, But so he averaged 50.8. That was the fourth highest of all time. Wow. Like in NFL history. And so it seemed like he had such a good year that it would have been a no-brainer for the Bills to keep him. But they got rid of him. They said, all right, Corey, uh, thanks for being out here that was fun and buffalo's not an easy town to kick in like buffalo cold weather you know you want someone you can trust you want someone who can continuously catch snaps, not have their punts blocked uh and and, you know that's not an easy environment to go into i think they signed uh who did they sign matt hack from the dolphins yeah um that's crazy the guy
1: led the league in yards per punt he's a lefty and they got rid
0: of him for hack who's also a lefty they let him walk in free agency. And so now he was a
1: restricted free agency. They could have tendered him too. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's, I would love to know the Bills' exact line of things. You know, there's things they say publicly, but I'd love to know what they were thinking uh, as far as making that move. And so I'd also love to know what the Rams are thinking because here you have, you know, less need saying, Hey, look, one of the top punters in the NFL was available. And Johnny Hector, for his part, he's fifth year. He, I think he was second or third last year. Uh, he had arguably the worst season of his career, but he's been so good that his worst season is as good as most top 15 guys, you know, above average season. So it's not like he had a bad year. I think, uh, there was one game where he pinned, I want to say maybe they were playing the bears. Yeah. in week seven, he put five punts inside of Chicago's 10 yard line where he pinned them inside their own 10. That's insane. And so he still has the talent, but he fell off a little bit and so I think the the Rams thought was all right well let's br- we've never really had any strong competition for Hecker. Let's bring someone in and uh, so you know you don't get exciting training camp battles at the punter position too often, but this is like, I want daily updates. I want someone live blocking this competition. I'm like, I'm like, sorry. I like kind of zoned out. I'm
1: reading like stories about Corey Bjorkas, which I didn't (laughs) expect to be doing on July 5th, 2021. Um, any, uh, so the top top four, like how how variable do you think this is? Is there a huge gap between Dixon and everybody else or Dixon away and everybody else?
0: No, I think it, you could, I, when I started actually at Tress White at number one, he's number two right now, but I gave, I did a little more research. I gave Dixon the nod just because he's been so ridiculously good uh, over the past few years. If you read the story, I mentioned that uh, since 2018, so over the past three seasons, he's had the most punts uh, that have landed inside the 10-yard line. He's oh. done that 41 times, and that's what you want. If you can pin an opponent deep, that lowers, lowers their chances of scoring. You get a three and out. You know, All of a sudden, you're playing on a short field. He also has the most punts where they pin an opponent inside the five-yard line. He's done that 15 times since 2018. That's the most uh, of any punter. In the NFL over that span. So he has just been deadly, you know, putting it down there, the, the old coffin corner where you're just trying to stick someone inside the 10 or inside the five. And so Michael Dixon has been so good and he hasn't been in the league long. And, you know, Australian punters are taking over the league because Dixon's Australian. He's number one. Mitch Wisnowski, also on this list, is number nine. And I think there's another punter. I think Cameron Johnston is Australian. He's not on this list. Hmm.
1: Well, you know, there was a, um, he is there was a Cameron huge Johnson. run on, I don't know, I mean, you might know this, I don't know if you know this or not, but, like, there's this huge run on colleges bringing in Australian punters, and that's sort of how they infiltrated the NFL is because these colleges could bring these older guys in who had experience and good legs, and, you know, because you, you don't want to, in college, you don't want to depend on, like, bad special teams. You know, college kickers right. are a problem, but oh, there's just like pipeline of Australian punters that was coming into college for a while because one one of them was at Carolina. I remember uh, under Larry Fedora and they and th- I think that's why these Australian punters have sort of infiltrated
0: the NFL now. Well, and that makes sense because, you know, if you're the NFL and you're thinking about signing, you see this guy booming it and he's in Australia. You don't want to take a risk, especially if he's never played football before you know he might be playing you know rugby down there australian rules football but you put him on a football field he has to catch the football from 15 yards away multiple times You want to make sure he can do that first. So, you know, it, it, it really college, you know, it's it, we always talk about is the perfect minor league system for football, but really with these Australian punters, because look, you have three out of 32 punters are Australian. I think we're only gonna see more uh with the success of Wisnowski, who was the 49ers punter. Cameron Johnson's with the Texans now. He was with the Eagles. So he took Brian Anger's spot, and Anger's now with the Cowboys. Another one I want to mention is Jack Fox with the Lions. Oh, Foxy. Mm. Um, He was a rookie. He was easily the best rookie punter last season. Um, You know, you don't see rookie punters just kick the crap out of the ball for lack of a better term, but that's exactly what Jack Fox did. He was number two in net yards per punt. He was number three in yards per punt, huge booming leg, and he's plays indoors in Detroit. He might be the punter there for the next 15 years. So he's someone who I think will be ranked higher and, uh, you know, Maybe if Bjork has beats out Johnny Hecker, I'll have to move him up on the list too.
1: Oh, Bjork has yes. now my new favorite, my new favorite offseason player.
0: You have to oh, get a boy. Bjork has Jersey. If he makes a team Brinson,
1: <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, breach. Any more uh, thoughts on the punters or. Uh...
0: Uh, that is, you know, I, I love the punter theme from today. Lee Johnson. Again, that was a fun talk earlier and uh, you know, punted in the NFL for 18 years Uh, You know, and it's fun to talk about the punters because they don't get a lot of love. But as Rich Eisen says, punters are people too, which is why Brinson devoted 15 minutes to them on our podcast.
1: Uh, Exactly. All right, Breach. Great stuff as always, buddy. Good to have me back from vacation. (laughs) Thanks for holding down the fort while I was gone. Uh, Great stuff on Punters and Kickers. Check out Breach with me and Cody Benjamin tomorrow on the Top Coaches Rankings. See you later.